You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Really, for the last three weeks, Chen and I have had quite the experiences going down to Camp Egan, whether it's taking children towels or um, having to... Uh, make late night runs to help uh, Shanna get something that she'd forgotten or needed. And, and, you know, as I was thinking about this week and thinking about this is the last week um, on our series of talking about being peacemakers, and then this is the last week of, of the quarter, which we've been focusing on peace during this quarter, I couldn't help but think about the peace that comes with serving at camp. And thinking about those experiences that we've had, and, and Shanna have, and I have done camp for many years, uh, more years than we should ever share. Um, I was figuring out this was my 20th year to be involved with camp ministries uh, throughout my time. And I, I, you know, every year, even though I walk in thinking, oh, camp, I walk out thinking, wow, camp. And Shanna decided to be really cool and do two and a half weeks of camp. And I want to share, we wanted to share with you some stories that we experienced, but I want to uh, do that with the backdrop of this scripture in mind. And so, Nick, will you go to that scripture for me, please? And I want us to read this together if you can see it. Happy Happy are people who make peace because they will be called God's children. I want to read that again. Happy are people who who make peace because they will be called God's children. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, Shannon, as you think about making peace as you, in these last couple of weeks, where have you seen that? Where, where, where did you see that occur uh, while you were at camp this last few weeks? Oh, several places. But first, I've got to tell you a really short, funny story. It wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now that I look back on it. So, two years ago, when we had camp, I had just lost about uh, 75 pounds, and so I thought, I'm going to walk the mountain. And I walked the mountain great. I made it. I don't remember any kind of backlash, anything, problem. I just walked up up with the kids, and and it was great during uh, senior high, junior high camp. This year, I did not do it until third and fourth grade camp. Uh, Zane Frazier and Faith Justice, my granddaughter, went. And, of course, when your granddaughter looks at you and says, maybe you're going to go up the mountain, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm going to go up the mountain. Of course I am. And so if some of you have not been up there, that walk is like this. It's really straight up. It's really like this. And I studied it for, for about 24 hours before I took off, looking at it, thinking, I can do this. I can do this. And so as I'm walking up it, um, I'm at the end, walking up, making sure all the third and fourth graders are there, and the nurse is walking with me and a couple of my other friends, and my, the nurse that is with us is Lisa Leslie, she's from Salisaw United Methodist Church, great friend, um, we met several years ago at camp, and she just has come back every time I've asked her to come back, she's come back as a nurse, and just a great friend, so about halfway up, I sit down on the side, and I said, Lisa, I don't think I can do it anymore, and she says, yes, you can, you can, I said, Lisa, I don't know. She goes, Shanna, she says, you've lost 150 pounds. You can do this. I said, I don't think so. I said, but I'm two years older, and I just don't think I can do it. <laughs> and he says, she says, Shanna, you can. So I stood up, and I said, wait a minute. I see a light. There's something bad. I see a light. 
And she goes, Shanna, that's called sunshine. Come on. <laughs> so I made it. But if I'm walking a little bit slower, my knees did not like the mountain hike, but I did make it and was able to enjoy that beautiful, peaceful, peaceful, thin place on top of that mountain with Zane and with Faith and with so many other third and fourth graders. We had 35 third and fourth graders this past week, and it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. I've only done senior high and junior high camp. It was a whole new world to me. I mean, they go to bed at 10 o'clock. And I mean, I was asleep by 11 every night. Senior high and junior high, I was never even in my cabin before 1 o'clock in the morning. And so it was a whole new world to me. And somebody said, oh, so you're going to switch over to third and fourth grade camp. I said, I didn't say that. I just said that it was a whole new world. It was great, but yeah. But um, where did I find peace? So many places that I found peace. But one story comes to mind that I wanted to share with you. And it happened during senior high camp the first week I was there. And you all will be hearing my stories, I'm sure, in the weeks to come when I, when I get to preach in August um, for Pastor Matt while he's out. But um, there was a young lady who, had who some of her friends had come to us and told us that she was cutting herself. And so one evening... We pulled her aside, not to make a big show of things, not to make a big thing, not to make, draw her attention to her, and we sat and talked to her. Another dean and myself, and the other young, uh, the other lady named Sasheen, who has been a dean with me for years. We sat aside and we visited with her, and we talked to her. And she was at a loss for words. She said yes. She had cut herself, but she hadn't cut in three weeks since she knew she was coming to camp because she didn't want people to see or notice. But it was still very noticeable on her arms, up by her elbows. And Sashin pr proceeded to talk to her and share with her about God's love and about God's healing grace upon her life. And about a 30 minutes into the conversation, the young lady shared with him with Sasheen that uh, she was just mad. She was mad and the cutting helped her feel better because her mother was an alcoholic and she was having to live with her grandma and the mother's boyfriend would come over when the mother would come over and the mother's boyfriend would harm her physically, mentally and emotionally. And it would happen time and time and time again and the only pain and relief would come from cutting herself. So of course we had, we prayed with her and, and Sashin took her and loved on her and told her that this was not the way life was supposed to be and that there was going to be healing taking place and that we were there to help but God was going to do the heavy lifting and the heavy work of it. And we called the authorities, of course, and we made the, cert the right phone calls that we were supposed to make. But the rest of the week, there was an underlying theme, a theme for us as we cared for the whole camp. And it came to mind, Mark um, 5, verses 21 through 24, where Jairus, the, one of the synagogue leaders, had went and had run to Jesus and said, you've got to help my daughter. You got to help my daughter. My daughter's dying, and you got to come now. And Jesus said, "Okay, 
your daughter's not going to die. I'll be there. Jairus was filling in that gap. Jairus was filling in the gap between the daughter and Jesus. Jairus was the forerunner running to get Jesus to come for the healing. At camp, we're filling in the gap. We're bringing the gap closer together by bringing those children, those youth, closer to God. When she left that, we had asked all week long for people that wanted to say a prayer or wanted to lead a call to worship or wanted to lead a benediction. And we had several senior high do that throughout the week. She stood up Friday morning at the last worship and said, I want to say a prayer. She'd come out of her shell and she wasn't staring at the ground. She knew that that was a thin place for healing to take place. And healing had just begun, where we had just brought the gap closer together to fill in that space where she could have that and know that God was going to carry her through. And that was a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing for me to get to witness. For me, um, our theme was making God real. And we talked about making God real in everything we do. It's an easy thing for me. It's something I talk about it quite often. And we were sitting at lunch one day, and, and um, one of the counselors came up to me and said, hey, this particular ca- camper keeps coming up for seconds and thirds. What do we do about that? And I looked at them and said, this is probably the best meal that they get their whole summer. We don't know what they go home to. We don't know what they have access to. We don't know who they are or where they're coming from. But by gosh, if they want force, let's make sure they get force. And I think about being that peacemaker. We're called to help bridge that. I like how you talked about bridging that gap. And, and I thought about all week how we did that. And we do that at camp. That's, that's, I, I think that's like our biggest job. It's not about having all the answers to the, to the questions we may deal with. It's not about having um, all the um, difficult discussions that tend to occur. But it's about being in that space with people and sitting with people. But you know what's interesting about that is that that doesn't just stop at camp. No. And it's not something that just happens at camp. That's something that we do. When we go to Walmart, you have the opportunity to be a bridge for someone else. When you go to lunch today, you're going to have the opportunity to be the bridge for someone else. And, and, I, and, I, and I guarantee you that when you act as that bridge, you will find happiness in it. It might stretch you a little bit. It might push you a little bit. They may ask you those hard questions. But if anything, we are taught, we are taught that we are never alone, that God is with us. Amen. And will take care of us. Shannon, did you get to have potato smiles while you were there? Potato smiles? The potato smiles. What, what's a, 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 a I know I didn't get to you have didn't a have the potato smile. smiles. I didn't get a potato smile. That's like the greatest joy of camp when we have. Usually it's hot dog or hamburgers. This I can't remember what meal it was this week, but at, at camp at sixth grade camp we always got these and I have a I picture of it there. right there. Yeah, I see one uh, there. They're the softest, most like they're French fries shaped as smiley faces. They they bring great joy in so many ways. Didn't get them. You didn't get them. Didn't get them. I think you need to go back another I think, week. I know. No, <laughs> I don't need to go back another week. Nope, didn't get them, no. But we are called to be uh, peacemakers. I, I, I love how you use that word bridge, uh, to be a bridge. And Shannon, did you see any more of that? Um, I'm going to use Zane because Zane's not here, Ramona. 
He was supposed to be here, and so I'm going to use Zane. But as some of you all know, Christian uh, went with us through third and fourth grade because I needed a guy to go, and, and I volunteered him. And at first he was not happy about it, but by the time we got there uh, Sunday evening, he was all smiles and said, I'm so glad I went. So Monday, we split up into small groups, and Christian and I were a small group leader of nine children, eight girls, and one boy. And guess who the one boy was? Zane. Eight girls and one boy, third and fourth grade. Now, Zane and Faith played a lot together and everything, but Zane was still the only boy. So at dinner that night, because they'd only had one small group, we went to the dean and said, look, we probably need to put Zane with a group of other boys. How did this happen? He goes, you know, I don't know how it happened. We're just trying to keep safe models and cohort models together. But yes, we will move Zane to another group. And so we went and told him that he was going to move because we're all sitting together on our small group at a table. We're going to move over to this group. And he picked up his tray, and he walked over, and he goes, Why? Why am I moving? And I said, So that you can be with other young boys, so you're not the only boy with eight girls. And he goes, But Christian's in that group. I said, Well, yeah, but she goes, he goes, I'm going to stay with Christian. And that, I thought, was so cool for that, that... Zane has been raised by Christian in the nursery, and Zane was most comfortable being with Christian. It didn't matter about the other eight girls. Mm-hmm. Zane wanted to stay where Christian was. What you don't know, and Christian did say, I don't know why you would do this to me, is that the other male leader didn't show up, so Christian was in a cabin with 14 third and fourth grade boys by himself until that night, till we had to pull another guy from, uh, that was the assistant dean, and he said, Christian, I won't leave you stranded buddy so he moved over to that cabin but for about six hours Christian was the only male with 14 third and fourth grade boys but by Tuesday afternoon all those boys would walk around the other young man who was there and find Christian to ask to go to the bathroom to go get a water bottle to go get their medicine to get seconds or thirds, they all found Christian to find, to fill in that gap. And for the peace and comfort, it was, all, it was all Christian. I thought it was very, very cute and sweet. And I said, Christian, I said, do you realize the things that you're doing for these, these young boys, I do for you daily? And he didn't get that. He <laughs> said, I don't understand. I said, well, your water bottle to your, you know, <laughs> to all of these things remind you of your medicine, all these things you're doing for these young men. And it was a beautiful thing seeing the peace and the comfort that Christian had with these third and fourth graders, he, he absolutely, he loved it. He, he thought it was pretty cool to, to be a part of that with them. Well, I always find um, you know, the kids always bring us joy. Yes. And bring us happiness and help us find peace. Well, I was, um, I was kind of scooting around on the golf cart and saw Zane sitting over by the Jesus uh, sculpture. You know, the Jesus sculpture that says... Yeah, I know, you made a meme of me, I, yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a good picture of uh, <laughs> Shanna that I'll share with you all later about her talking with Jesus. But um, see, I was driving by and saw Zane singing by Jesus, and I said, Zane, what are you doing? And he said, Pastor, watch this. And he took off his mask, he had one of these kind of masks, and he'd taken off one end and then stuck it on Jesus and stuck it around, and he said... Take, take my picture with, with Jesus. And, and, and so I, I did that, and... Uh, you know, it, it brought me a little joy. It was, uh, I was having to deal something with a difficult thing, and here was this interruption that um, was just so fun to see. And the smile on his face, 
um, was quite big as he sat there next to Jesus Absolutely. as he got the mask. I mean, I was impressed that he got the mask on Jesus. It took a little bit of work, but, but he got it there. And, and, you know, that's that happiness that we are to bring. And as peacemakers, when, when we strive to bring peace, we, we should bring it with a sense of happiness, a, a sense of love, a sense of joy. And when we do those things, it's amazing how it changes people's attitudes. Amen. That was one of the things that um, our, ca- our, our counselors had said. They said that um, throughout the whole week, it just felt very peaceful in how we handled difficult situations. Because, you know, every camp, you can't go throughout camp, especially when you're there for a week, without handling something difficult. That's right. And without, without missing a beat, we were able to, to keep people at peace and to keep kids at peace, whether they were... Um, going through some um, things that they were experiencing the first time or, um, you know, just being away from home for a week. I, I can only imagine what it would have been like to be a fifth grader, to be away from mom and dad for a week, not, not there to do those things, tell you to go to bed, those sort of things. But, you know, it, it's always interesting to see how we are called, no matter where we are in life's journey or life's faith, we are called to be that bridge gap. Amen. And that's how we build peace. Shanna, do you have any other, another story you want to share? I don't. Um, I, I thought it was beautiful. I'll, I'll close, I'll finish up my stories with this, that I thought it, because I'm going to share some in August, but I thought it was beautiful how each week we had youth going and how they all seemed to migrate just a little bit towards those that were, they were familiar with. That was, that was a great thing. You know, the first week, of course, it was Jaylen and, and Kinley Frazier. The second week, it was Laura Franks and um, Chloe Frazier. The third week, it was Emily Franks and Zane and Faith. It was a beautiful thing how they all kind of migrated. The, the second week, of course, of course <coughs> um, Jaylen more than once looked at me when I said, no, you can't do that. And she goes, if me being the daughter of the dean has no kind of advantage, then what are we doing here? But anyway, that's another story for another time. But anyway, what I was going to say is, is that it was beautiful how Chloe and Laura found me right after community time because I was a, a dean of junior high camp, but they found me. And Chloe had a problem with her water bottle. And Chloe was relentless. She wasn't going to let go of it until I fixed the water bottle situation. And I loved how, and I thought to myself, I love that community that we have built and the peace that we have built inside this church that she knew she could find me, she would come to me and I would fix it. It took me about 12 hours, but I went and got a new water bottle and I said, here, Chloe, this one does not smell. I kept smelling it. I didn't think it smelled, but she said it smelled. She wanted a new water bottle. She got a new water bottle. I said, Laura, is there anything? No, just fix Chloe's water bottle. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, it was just an awesome thing for them to be together. And the community, they still s- sought someone out that they related to. They sought someone out that they knew that they could count on. And that's what they do with you all. They count on us. And I thought that was, that was beautiful. Hey, for me, and I'll, and I'll close with this, and we were in worship, and we worshiped upstairs in the, in the Holloman because... Um, third and fourth grade camp had their worship time at the same time as us, so we couldn't really do worship at the same time. And so we were inside, and, and the conference rules is that everybody wears a mask uh, when they're inside, uh, regardless of where they're from and all that stuff. And, and, and that very first Sunday, when, or that very first Monday night when we were um, 
singing praise. I was a little bit nervous about how that was going to go, whether the kids were going to sing because they were going to see the mask as a barrier. But one of the things I've, I've always done at sixth grade camp is we sing um, sanctuary a cappella. And there is nothing more beautiful, more heavenly, than hearing fifth and sixth grade uh, children sing sanctuary. And it was though they didn't have their mask on. You, they still had their mask on. They didn't take their mask off, but it sounded as though they didn't take their mask off. It was so beautiful, so peaceful. And, and, and that very first time after we did that, it kind of it took um, some of the air out of the room and, and, and the, the tension in the room, because that first night of worship is always, you're always on edge because you don't know what you're going to experience throughout the week. You don't know what's going to happen. And, and yet here we were in this space together, and the moment that it happened and the kids were singing that song, I knew this was going to be a good week. Amen. And I let down, and, and the kids relaxed, and, and we bridged that gap for them, and we sang songs that they knew, and, and by the end of camp, they learned some new songs and are excited about taking those songs back to their churches, and, 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 and we wouldn't have been able to do any of this if it wasn't for you. Um, Shannon and I love going to camp. Uh, we know the kids that we send to camp love going to camp. This wouldn't happen if you all didn't help us make it happen. And you all had a hand in this, this last two and a half weeks, three, three weeks, of making a difference. And there's still opportunities. I know Camp Egan is, is searching and longing for opportunities for people to come down and serve. There's always work to be done at the campgrounds. And so I invite you to think about ways that, that you can help bridge that gap for others. Whether it's through our camping ministries or any other ministry we have going on here at the church, you can do it. Jesus calls us all, no matter where we are, no matter what we've got going on in our lives, we are all called through our baptism to love and to share. Amen. And so I want to challenge you that this week to do just that and have a lot of fun. Let's close in prayer. Gracious God, help us be peacemakers. Jesus reminds us on the Sermon of the Mount that happy are the peacemakers. May we seek peace in our lives and the world around us. Help us bring peace on earth and help it begin with us. Oh Lord, you know what's going on in our lives. You know what's going on and you can help us. And all we have to do is ask. But let's be open to those, those bridges that may be there. That are willing to stand in the gap to help us grow closer to you. Lord, help us let go of ourselves and center and focus our lives upon you. And Holy Spirit, as these people go forth to live and to love and to share your good news, that you love us and you care for us, remind them they are not alone, that they are loved by you. And all of God's people say, Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.